The following audio comes from the National Disciple Making Forum by Discipleship.org. The theme was relationships, and Steve McCoy of an organization called Small Circle led a track called Disciple Making Tools That Move You Upstream in a Downstream Culture. Have you signed up for the next National Disciple Making Forum? Every year, disciple makers from across the country and around the world gather together in one place to learn disciple making. Save your seat and register now. You can find a registration link at discipleship.org. At checkout, use promo code PODCAST to get 20% off your tickets. Now here's today's track session. All right, so let me tell you, for those of you that are kind of here in the session for the first time, uh, what you're seeing, we're passing out some tools of, uh, of our one-to-one discipleship. And so let me give you... Um, I'm going to erase this, Eric, sorry. Sorry, that's a razor down. Let me review the uh, let me review the uh, the reason the approach the motivation. Uh, some of you uh, you've heard this several times. I've seen you in our sessions, and thank you for for returning and all that. You could probably come up and teach this part of the part of the session at this point. This is uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so this is this is uh, typical. This is what we've learned in the 70s and 80s from teaching churches like Saddleback, Willow Creek, uh, North Point Church, where basically we have a weekend worship of some type, and then we have groups of some kind, Bible studies, small groups, etc. I like to say uh, out loud and make sure that everybody understands that this is um, th- there, this is nothing wrong with this. We're supporters of groups. We think there's something beautifully distinctive in each of these. That when we gather together, we hear the preaching of the word, we're worshiping together. There's something that, that happens here that can't happen here. There's something that happens here that doesn't happen here. And so each of these are, are, are very powerful circles. These are circles, by the way, that are very familiar to us in the New Testament, where Jesus spoke to the crowds. He used parables, metaphors, stories, uh, those types of things, but fairly broad topics. When he came back, you know, with the with the mid-circle, his 12, this is where they say, hey, can you break down what you were speaking? about here can you explain those parables a little more clearly I also say that um, remind us that that relationally this was much different conflict here uh, depth here uh, that did not happen here conflict rarely happens here uh, and depth rarely happens here at at this intersection the proposal though is to go from you know one step further and into this circle that's often missing what we call the small circle and that small circle is a, is a one-to-one relationship. And so this one-to-one relationship you'll see with Jesus as he talks to Martha, as he talks to Nicodemus, as he talks to, to uh, Philip, as he talks to uh, Peter, to John, etc. And, uh, and I think you, when you look at these stories and these intersections like Zacchaeus, for example, um, I propose for, to, to consider that these were the most needle-moving intersections that, that we see in the scriptures. A lot, mo- a lot of life change uh, uh, at this intersection. So we began our, we planted our church with this in mind to, to make this central to who we were and, and rather than this uh, you know, being the end of the yellow brick road, so to speak. And so this became uh, central and so um, the range, so our, our goal was to, to experiment with could we create a culture. So um, 
so we, our youngest is 16 years old, uh, disciple. Our oldest, as I like to say, is, happens to be my mom, who's 90 years, turned 90 last week. And uh, so we've, we've really, the, the experiment has been successful and, and for us. And so um, the tools that you have in front of you, I guess I'm kind of looking around, everybody can see a tool. Um, there are two tools, and, and I'm, I'm giving you this because of the context of what we're going to look at in the mobile app. There's Exchange, which the reason for this name, by the way, is one life coming against, uh, coming together with another one, multiplying, you know, in math, that's symbol for multiplying change. In the center, by the way, you do see this red circle. And uh, so when you, sometimes we'll take this and we'll superimpose it over a football field. And so this is the end zone, this is the end zone. You remember what they call the last 20 yards in American football? Red zone. That's where it's uh, toughest to score from. It's where all the you know the guts and glory are right in here, and we say discipleship should be messy. Uh, my wife was on the phone this morning uh, early with her disciple, a gal that she had discipled, and she's now discipling another person. It's pretty messy, and uh, so we, you know we gravitate toward you know the clean, the neat, the easy, and uh, you know we when we hear guys like. Um, uh, Shadanka uh, that we heard first night, it, it inspires us, but hopefully motivates us to say, hey, let's, let's quit taking it easy and get into this small circle. When you look at exchange, by the way, there's four books. Don't know which one you have in your hand, but there are four books, zero, one, two, and three. And each of these are designed in such a way to really specify, have sessions of discipleship in each of these areas. This is uh, ground level beliefs, core beliefs. We believe that someone coming out of discipleship, like Jim Putman said last night, one wing of the airplane is, you know, uh, uh, teaching them to obey the commandment, the things I've commanded you to do. Um, this is a passionate love for God. Uh, we would talk about. Um, what does it mean to have a single mind, single heart? Uh, what does it mean to make God greater? We fast during this. We learn, you know, we talked about fasting this weekend. Learn to fast here. We fast together, etc. This is a, a transparent David Jonathan relationship with others, and this is uh, teaching the disciple now to multiply. Overall, what we do is. Um, I, I, I tell this story, so some of you are going to get tired of these stories, but uh, so I came to Christ when I was studying to be a concert pianist in uh, Boston, and I studied piano for 25 years. So when I came out to do my first professional concert, I was lost because I had had someone over me telling me exactly how to do it for so many years that when that was taken away, I, did, I, I didn't quite know, am I playing it too fast, too loud, overpedaling, and all those, all those things. So the way this is designed is that instead of having the disciple maker over the disciple, so to speak, throughout, at this intersection, which is about a six-month mark, takes about a year and two months typically to go through these uh, tools. And so about the six-month mark, we change the, the direction and we're iron sharpening iron. And uh, so we'll look at some of the tools. So we, we didn't want this to be, you know, disciple maker, disciple all the way through, and then now it's your turn. And they're like, wow, you know, all of a sudden they're just kind of thrown out there. So it really is designed like this, where we become like this, and then we come underneath them like a, you know, getting the bird to fly out of the nest. So by the time they get to this place, uh, the great majority of, of our disciples are ready to disciple someone else. 
Uh, someone's asked, what's the turnaround rate? In other words, once you disciple someone, what's the rate of you know, return, so to speak, where they're actually discipling someone else? Typically, it ranges at about, I would say, 75, 80%. So it's pretty high. Um, and I'm being conservative. I think, I think it could be higher, but just to be safe, I'll say that. So uh, you'll also see in your, um, in your mix here, or in the books you have um, next. And so when we wrote this, we were asking the question of those who are just coming to Christ, is this too heavy for them? Um, and so some, we kept getting the answer back, yes. Um, and so we said, well, let me write something for new, brand new believers. So these are kind of bite-sized pieces for brand new believers. Um, that they that we take them through uh, just to get them get their feet on the ground it takes about three to four months for this and then it's kind of a primer to go into this in our last our session starting this morning we talked about the labs of um, exchange uh, how many people were here for that session okay number of you yeah and so labs are we take truth the truth that we're learning, and like when Peter stepped out of the boat, we turned it into a learning a lab, a real live experiment. Um, and so that has become the jazz of the tools that really brings them to life. Um, and so that ranges from uh, very moving labs to some of them are kind of zany and crazy. Um, but uh, just to give you an example, um, the when we're talking about the resurrection, we meet in a cemetery, uh, or we go to a, um, a funeral uh, parlor or funeral home or funeral service because Solomon said it's better to be in the house of mourning than celebration, so that we kind of come, become sober to that. We've had tremendous conversations walking through a graveyard about the power of the resurrection and what that means and how it's affected different people. Um, we uh, get into the lives of our disciples and it really brings it to life. So maybe we'll get a little bit more in, in detail of that. So, um, so we, uh, I always like to say, just so people understand that, you know, we don't receive a penny profit from our tools. It's the mission of our church. It's been the heartbeat of our church. And so we make them available. Eric is our executive pastor. So I want him to, he's, he's our, also our, technology guru, so I wanted him to explain uh, how to, there are several ways you can get uh, get to these tools without without a cost. I always love it when you hear that uh, we don't take a you know, penny of profit because it's just, so many times I think we think of that and it's like, oh, so, well, okay, so you pay for staff, you pay for buildings, you pay for these pieces, and you may not have a profit piece on it. Well, that's actually even completely not true for us. So this really is the missions outlay for us as a church. So we've seen such an impact in our local church that this is a tool that we want to give you guys for free. So our church is the one who's actually footing the bill, even for us as staff to be able to come to the conference because we're doing this for you. So everything that, you, that you're seeing from you is completely free. If you end up getting a book that you got from us, Yes, we, we're recouping the cost on the print pieces. So there's a couple of folks in here that have already purchased a set of the books that we had that were down there at the table. But again, that is purely the cost that we pay at Surf Speedy, a print place there in Sarasota, Florida. So um, so what, one thing I want to start off with is here is at the top, we got a phone number here, 1941-31371. If you text the word disciple, so just open up your messages app. You can do that now if you want to or later or whatever else. But go to that phone number, type disciple, nothing else. Just type disciple and click send. 
What that is going to do is it's going to send a response back to you as a, simply a form for you to place your name and email address inside of there and, uh, and you'll click submit and we are going to email you a PDF version of all, Pastor, Steve had all the listed out uh, books there. There's four books, that's the disciple version. Four books are the disciple maker version. And then there's a disciple and disciple maker version of next for that, that first steps book. So there's a total of 10 books. So that email that you will receive will have 10 links that are there. And you can download a complete version of, of uh, each one of the books that are there. And those are for you to, it's not just for you. I mean, take it to your church, print them in your print facility at your church. If you got someone at your church that has a print place or you got a great deal somewhere, take them, print those. Again, this is open for you guys to use in your ministry or your organization uh, for the discipleship tool pieces. So. Uh, super excited about that piece. So as we shift kind of into the app piece, so I know Steve's going to talk about a couple of pieces. Um, if you go to, you can download the app, right? So there's a mobile app, which is a mobile version of all the books, all the pieces, but there's a lot of interactivity that is there. And uh, so either on the Android Play Store or on Google App Store or the, uh, uh, the Apple App Store, just simply type in the word small circle. You can do a search for that. Uh, again, something you guys want to do right now, you're perfectly fine to do that. Again, just go to those, and you'll be able to download the app. There's no cost for the app whatsoever. So again, this is a, a free piece that uh, you can use at your church. And as you walk through that sign-up process, in the midst of that process, you can actually be able to fill out, are you wanting to enter in the app as a disciple maker versus being as a disciple? Because in the books that we listed out before, the disciple maker version has a little bit more content. Think of your leader guide. You know, it's going to give you how do I start a story? What's some icebreakers for me to do in the midst of my one-to-one -one that I may have with my disciple versus the disciple version, just a little bit more, you know, structured on that side. Um, the only thing that's not in print is the mix. Which we'll get to, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, see, I'll let you kind of go up on the okay. web app sure. piece. But mm -hmm. uh, inside of the one piece that we did, what also mentioned is in the web app, he's going to log in to the actual web version because you can also just go to your browser and type in smallcircle.io and you can log into that same account that you created when you created your mobile app. So this allows you to either make notes and make changes and stuff that you'll see here in a few minutes inside the mobile app, and those will be directly synced over to what you're logging in your website. So if you prefer to work on your computer, you're going to get the exact same content on your computer that's going to sync to your app that you have. Uh, one of the pieces that are there that I think is really neat before Steve kind of breaks into kind of all the breakdown of the actual details of the app, but one of the things I think that, that is needs something called an affiliation code, all right? So let's say at your church, you want to be able to track all the disciples and disciple makers that are there inside of your church. Well, there's something we've created called an affiliation code. Because in the sign-up process, you can actually, as you choose that you're going to be a disciple maker, you're, someone else chooses that they're going to be a disciple, and it walks you through this in the app. They actually get a code for them as the disciple, so you actually end up inviting them inside the app. So the app actually pairs you up directly with your disciple. And Steve will go through showing you some of those pieces that are there. But the affiliation code, which is really neat because it allows you to look at all the disciples and the disciple makers that are at your church, right? 
So you're going to be able to get into the back inside and be able to look at that piece that's from there. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about leadership piece or your, the pipeline. Let's come back to it. Yeah, let's come back to it. It's awesome. Yeah. So let me just give you um, a list. Of, I'm just going to go through this and just you jot down what you know what you uh, find valuable. So uh, when I talk to people about the mobile app, I like to say, hey, here's some advantages. Some of them are deeply relational, just like what Eric just said. And we'll talk, we'll kind of break that down because when you get to a certain point, um, it, will be, it will be kind of, um, you'll be remiss if you don't track with how, how people are doing. And uh, so as, as we've started, and you know, we went from three disciple makers to six to 12 to 24 to 48, and it kept growing, we said, hey, if we don't track with them, then, uh, then we're actually is not doing a great job of discipling our disciples, uh, makers, you know, and coaching them, et cetera. So let me just kind of run through this list before we jump in the, in the mobile app. Some of them I'll come back to. Um, first of all, you know, everybody lives on their phone, so it's much more in sync with uh, with the culture when you have a, when you have a mobile app. My mom's 90. Uh, she's not getting a, a smartphone anytime soon. Uh, so there's still some people in our church that use the books. We trained a church in upstate New York. I just heard from them uh, last week. They have 64 people using the tools and 98% are using app, the app. So at any rate, it, it is obviously a lot more in sync. Um, one way or the other, if you use the books, and there's no, no problem using the books, you will, you, there's a cost for you. So even if you print them, there's a cost. If you order them online, there's a cost. If you, so it's totally out of our hands. So we use SurfSpeedy. They have a you know, shipping section. Um, so they're going to charge you $36. We have them here at 32 bucks because we don't have to do handling and all that. They build that into the price. And then they're going to charge you for shipping. So, um, or if you print them off yourself, you got to still, you know, sometimes you think it's cheaper to print them off yourself, but you are paying. So the mobile app truly is zero cost. Um, I would say that the app is more conducive to keeping your, uh, your, your, what you're writing in it fresh. Here's what I mean. So I'm on my fifth uh, person through these tools. So you're writing in the books, and what do I do when I start a new disciple? Do I do I keep the old material, kind of scratch any differences, of, you know, on the margin? You know, you know what I'm saying. So when you do a mobile app, you can add to what you did in your last disciple. You can scratch out what you do, you know, select and delete. So it's easier to keep that, you know, that um, uh, material fresh. Um, uh, there's a linking with the disciple that I, I won't get into. This is, in my opinion, that where I'm, I'm on my fifth person through these tools. But the first time I've gone through the app. For me, I'll never go back to the books, and I'll show you. I'll show you why. And there's nothing wrong with books. I know some people are book people. I tend to be a book person. I can't read an e-book. I have to write, you know, and everything. But for me, this is this is a little bit different. Um, so Eric already talked about the metric <clears throat> with the books. We just do an old school spreadsheet to keep track of where people are, and so this will tell you. Here's the importance of it. There's sometimes in discipleship when we look at Bob and Mark and they, you know, we're on 0.3 and they've been there for six months. It's our responsibility to go and say, hey, how are you guys doing? Is there anything wrong? Um, or everything all right? 
the answer might be like, oh no, it's awesome. We just decided this was a this was a tough issue, and we were really digging down. Great, just checking in on you. Um, it might be that you hear that um, actually we dropped the ball. So and so is not showing up. Okay, what are we going to do about that? <clears throat> So it really helps you keep in better track without doing a, um, there, there are metrics, uh, again, in your church so you can keep track of who's where, who's kind of come out of it, who's a disciple maker, who's a, who's a disciple, et cetera. And then I'll have Eric talk a little bit about leadership pipeline and how you really manage that with volunteers rather than hiring, you know, someone. Um, 80 to 85 percent of churches in America are 100 people or less. Uh, this has been a passion of ours to understand their budgetary issues, uh, their volunteer issues. You know, w we know what it's like. We started our church with eight people in the living room, and we're about 750 people now. So we understand. You know, those first three or four years were were brutal. So we were not hiring a discipleship navigator, you know. We're trying to get a guy that can play guitar and lead worship, you know, and somebody in the children's area. So a discipleship navigator doesn't hit the payroll till later. How do you do that as a volunteer? So I'm going to have uh, Eric talk about that. Um, you, there are seven versions uh, and translations in our app. And so I'll show you how to get to, to those. Um, there's a chat feature and within the app. Push notifications are coming in the next phase. Um, uh, big one. So I discipled a guy that was the audio engineer for the local symphony. And uh, so what that means is his job was to, you know, set up all the gajillion mics for recordings and whatnot, and then sit and wait, you know, as they, you know, as they warmed up, you know, the orchestra warmed up and blah, blah, blah. And he worked a lot in the dark because, you know, he's back at the soundboard and, you know, little teeny lights, you've seen them. And so um, just a lot of waiting. You can do your work on the go um, with the mobile app. Yeah, in the dark. That's right, yeah. Um, let's see. Sorry, I lost my place here. So I'll talk about international distribution. Um, there is a web app. I'll show you uh, the web app is the same sign-in. As the as the um, uh, as the uh, mobile app. Hi, come on in. All right, good to see you. I know, right? Yes. So um, so let me tell you that let me tell you the significance of this. So I, since third grade, my handwriting looks like it's another language. I don't know about yours, but I I th I think faster than I can write. When you look at the books, we've given a certain space for you to write in. With the mobile app and the web app, you can type to your heart's desire. And I have found, and the scripture verses are right there, you just, you know, I'll show you. And all of a sudden, my answers are two to three times more in depth than it was when I was writing. Uh, so I think it's a, I think it's a big advantage. Um, all right, web app, uh, inventory. You may not think this, depending on the size of your church. We have a whole room dedicated to books. So once you get books, let's say, so we order 100 at a time at our church. Uh, you stack them, inventory them, have cabinets for them, all that stuff. And again, it sounds like I don't like books, but um, 
I'm just telling you the, the weakness of it. Um, then there's distribution. So here's the way we do it at our church. Um, so let's say Glenn is um, in, in discipleship. He's a disciple maker. And uh, we don't say, hey, here are the four books. Go after it. We, we use distributing, uh, distributing the books as a means of monitoring, like, hey, how are you doing uh, with it? So we would just give him book zero. When you finish that, let's go. But then, you know, we're doing that 120 times. With the app, you don't have that, that issue. Um, translations are so much easier. Uh, we're translating now in uh, uh, 13 languages. And um, it becomes just easier to, to enter translations. So the way we set it up, we did the more long, expensive way and having the app developed in what's called a CMS, Content Management System. So we can go in the back. So in three weeks, um, uh, we're in Beirut, and, we, and the tools are completely uh, translated into Arabic. And so uh, we had people entering in the Arabic, um, and you know we had to recode it to swipe the other way because they read in a different direction. Um, but it was so much easier than having to, to, to print. Uh, the technology will progress continually. La our last session, uh, it, we showed one of the tools which I'll review, and to make changes are quite easy. So if, like, you know, we have a long list of creative ways to pray, creative ways to worship, creative ways to, to approach the Word of God, and there were a couple of neat ones that came out. And I'm like, hey, we're writing this app together, and so you may say, man, I wish that was in the app. No problem. When we do a printing, uh, you know, of books, you have to wait till the next printing for us to make a change. You know, we're going to rip them all off the shelf. And like, if we, you know, it is when you print, you know, a thousand things and you're on the way to home from the print shop, you find the typo. You're like, dang it. And then, you know, then you got to wait to the. I started, we, we were, and when I was in seminary, we had a, just a little small church. A friend asked me to, to help with it. And we were trying to, you know, uh, garner, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, engage the neighborhood. So we decided, the, the pastor's wife was a singer. So we decided to make, and I, I was a songwriter, so we decided to make uh, a, a recording. And back, and back in the day, it was uh, cassette tapes. I'll show you the age of that. And uh, so we're making a cassette tape for an evangelistic tool in the neighborhood. And, and back then, you know, we didn't have cell phones or any of that thing. So, you know, the phone number of the church, really big deal. So we got the, you know, big day. You get the, you know, the, and the little inserts called a J card and a cassette tape and got that back. We were super excited. We were sitting in the pastor's office, ripped open the boxes and like, got the phone number wrong for the church. <laughs> like, so anyway, uh, if it were an app, we could change that uh, just automatically. Um, okay, I think, uh, I, I think that's probably good enough. So let's jump into the app. I don't know how many of you have the app on your phone already. I invite you to bring it out. Sometimes the internet, like I just lost the internet, so I'm on the hotspot. So this, it kind of varies as we go along here. So many people are probably using it. So uh, here we go. So um, when you come up into the app, uh, you, this is your dashboard. So you're, I'm on smallcircle.io. It's identical to your phone. So when you set up your, when you set up your, uh, your profile, you'll come in and you'll have, when you sign in, you'll have the opportunity to put in your information. You have the opportunity to select, you know, which uh, Bible version you, you want. So there are the different Bible versions. 
you have the opportunity to select disciple maker or disciple, disciple maker or disciple. Um, and then when you, when you do that, so um, perhaps it's important, how many people have downloaded the app? Let me just see your hands. Oh, most of you guys, okay, excellent. Did anybody have any problems downloading it, getting it up and going? Doing it right now. Excellent. All right. Yeah, right. Yeah, same for me. Kind of went out, but I had trouble with the web app or the the, the app, but the web browser went right in. And oh, good. I had issues on the website. Okay, good. All right, good to know. I got off the internet here and just went on my cell service and it downloaded like that. Oh, great. Yeah, excellent. I just think their Wi-Fi is overloaded. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Okay, so here, here's the deal. So when you come in, you'll notice that you have an ID number, like mine is CCDD50. That's chosen for you. Um, and so everybody gets uh, a specific code unique to you. Okay? Here's the reason that everybody has a specific one. You see the menu down here. And so when you go to the menu, if you want to add a disciple, you go to disciples here, and you're going to add disciples, and then you're going to uh, you'd click here to add. I meant, okay. I don't know what's happening there, but then you. Oh, I see. Probably type it in here, right, Eric. So I would type in my disciples code. So I was like, hey, can you email me or you know, because he or she has signed up for the app. He or she's got a specific code, right? And then you're going to type that code in, and then you're going to hit um, uh, the plus sign and add. Then what happens is your disciple will get a, a notice. It will go into, um, when you go into My Disciples, right? Go into My Disciples. And so this is My Disciple, and you'll see in there, uh, you know, add or whatever it says, friend or accept, I think maybe is it. it. You accept, and then you got to get out of the app. This is where most people blow it. Both, both people get out of the app and re-sign in because it's not going on live. You have to, uh, now it's registered in, you have to come back in. That's the step most people miss. So when you add a Disciple, then, you, then you'll be ready to go, okay? All right, so I'm going to go back to the dashboard. Yeah, you can also have an affiliation code, uh, and that's what Eric said, uh, and I'll, um, I'll explain a little later how you can get your own code. You can create your own code, and then you can track your own stuff. Uh, there's always a scripture of the day here, and then these are the three tools, and it tells you what percentage that you are on these tools, okay? This um, is uh, in the very next phase, probably within the next week or two. This will show you where you left off last. And you'll be able to tap that and it'll take you right to where you left off last. So that's pretty neat. Uh, this will tell you, this one here, the winning lotto number for like Powerball. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. It's a great advance, this. All right. So then you'll see the icons along the, the bottom. All right, so I'm going to go to the second one, which is the workbook, uh, which will take you to the three tools. Okay? I'll review one more time. This is, um, this is for new believers. Next is for new believers. First steps in the faith. 
Exchange is our kind of our flagship uh, uh, tool, which is a deeper uh, discipleship tool. Uh, Mix, we wrote with uh, Jim Putman's team out at Real Life Ministry based on discipleship. We did a whole session on this last time. I'll touch base on it just a little bit. So let me start here. So you, you come into uh, to, you know, your workbook and you click Next. So these are the 12 chapters that, you, that are in the, in the next book. Click on your new identity. By the way, this shows that I've done it and I've already seen it. And, uh, and next, there is a disciple maker uh, uh, guide. And so here's a snapshot of, you know, here's what this session is going to be about. Uh, here's a word of advice before you get going. Um, and here's some conversation starters in case you need them. Next is intended to be super simple as opposed to exchange a little bit more uh, and complex in its layers. So then we just jump in. So this is exactly what you would see in the, in the books. Um, uh, here we always have a new thought and, um, and there's a key point and all the scripture verses you'll see in these Bible buttons. And so when you click on those, you can also copy that. So if I just click the copy tool, then it's copied uh, to the clipboard. I can text that. I can you know, e email that, whatever that might be. Okay. Uh, you'll notice um, in, up in the upper right, there is this little pen tool. And any of the tools, whether it's Next or Exchange or Mix, you can click on that tool and you can write a note. I was just doing a training in Jamaica, so I wrote this little, so you can do here and then type in here. So I can say, let me change this to Nashville. I am in Nashville with amazing people. That's actually Knoxville. We're just south of Knoxville, uh, sorry, uh, Nashville. Okay, and I hit save. Okay, watch this. When I hit save, I'll go to this tool here, and it compiles all my notes. Uh, next phase of development is you'll be able to click on any of these. So here's the one I just did. Um, I can click on any of these tools, and it will take you to where you where this this was in the, in the uh, so we haven't done that yet, but that's coming soon. So because once you have 130 you know notes in there, you're like, well, what was that you know pertaining to? It does have a list of you know what the tool is and what whatnot, but we'll put the chapter number, etc. This is brand new. This feature is brand new, and it's a result, by the way, of of users. Uh, coming to us uh, and saying, hey, I got an idea. What if you did this? So we're super open to that. In fact, if you go to the menu um, and you'll see here feedback. Uh, if you have feedback, something's not working, whatever, uh, got an idea, this is where we get my, most of our ideas. Okay. So um, that's how it, it rolls in each, each chapter of uh, Next. It's pretty straightforward. Um, same thing, every chapter is laid out about the same. Okay? All right, so let's go to Exchange. Exchange 
is different on, in the mobile app because, and in the printed stuff, because in Next, nobody's writing anything. There's, there, the only assignment is a memory verse. Nobody's doing you know, any studying where they're you know, writing stuff down. There's no journaling. So in, in Exchange, that's different. So when we go to Exchange, there are the four books. People ask, are, is, there, is the same content, the same in the books as the mobile app, exactly the same, uh, a full content. And so when I type, uh, when I you know, tap on uh, any of these uh, books, we have six chapters in every book. What we did differently in the mobile app is that we divided every chapter, uh, every introduction into six bite-sized pieces. Uh, otherwise, you would have been scrolling endlessly, and then it's hard to find where you left off. So in this case, we broke every uh, um, introduction and worksheet into six parts and kind of did a subtitle. So if you only got, so let's say you're at work, you're an audio engineer, you're working in the dark, and you know you only got up to there. You'll know that you were there in that introduction so you don't lose your place. Does that make sense? So every, every introduction, every worksheet, broken in six. This is the Disciple Maker Guide. Um, those of that you know, are familiar with the tools, same. So this, here's the focus of the, of the chapter. Uh, here's the word of advice. Um, this, is a, this was a big deal for me, to have the memory verse. To be honest with you, when I was doing the, the, the books, I kind of did a lousy job with the memory verse because, you know, it was back, and my books were back in my office, and like, man, what was that memory verse? I guess I could have taken a picture of it, but then you got to scroll through pictures. So, anyway, so it's, this is always with you. This is a big deal, too. So if you look in your tools, for example, uh, take a look in any of your books, if you can find, like, a disciple guide, um, just one second, Glenn. Okay. So find in any of your books a disciple guide, disciple maker guide, sorry. Oh, this is disciple. disciple guide, yeah, disciple maker guide. You'll see, uh, yeah, you'll see like here optional reading. My guess in the books is that a lot of disciples don't do it. They're going to take out their Bible and look up every verse. I, you know, I'd hope that they would, but I'm just being real. I, you know, it'd be more difficult. Here, the, um, their optional reading is right there. Everything's right at your fingertips. So you, you can go right through there and just tap any of those and kind of go through. And then uh, one of the guys in our church said, man, I can't wait to have notes. So... There it is. Again, you can tap right there and say, man, this is, um, I love Psalm uh, 46, 10, or whatever, right? And then it goes right to the deal in my notes. So you can make notes and go back to that. So I think this is a big deal uh, because, you know, it's going to, you know, kind of enrich the chapter. You don't get that, obviously, in the printed material. Things to pray for before moving on, et cetera. So it's kind of self-explanatory. Uh, here's the introduction, again, broken up in you know, six pieces. Here's the lab. Um, this is coming up for a lab, uh, in, you know, uh, coming up um, two labs from now. Then this is the lab here for this one. And sometimes we have two or three labs. Yeah, it's a great question. So um, this is so easy to see in, in the mobile app. So um, when, if you sign in as a disciple, uh, instead of a disciple maker, instead of a disciple maker guide, you have a disciple guide. And that's the difference. The introduction is the same. The worksheet is the same. Uh, 
this, this is where you journal. They don't get the lab. The lab is a surprise. Yeah, the lab is a surprise. Yeah, that's the only do. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's been to all my sessions. We've really gotten close. I don't know who she is. <laughs> yeah, the previous session I talked about him praying in my closet. And they're like, he's like, that's my wife. <laughs> I'd to clarify some. She had a good question in that, you know, once you go through it with one disciple, you know, as you progress through it, it shows all the red checks that you, yes. you've gone to those pages. Mm -hmm. yep. What if you want to reset and start all over and erase all your content each time you do it as each time you go through and disciple and disciple maker again, do we have that feature? I couldn't, did not know if we... It's, uh, it's in development in, in several ways because I'll show you that where you can see your, your, what your disciple is doing and that will be added. So in other words, there's almost, uh, you can consider them libraries. So the guy I'm discipling now is Dave. So I got Dave library, I got a Mark library, etc. As far as your content is concerned, um, I don't know uh, that we, w at this point, I know we don't, where you could say, okay, now I'm on my second time through, so I'm going to have, you know, Steve 1, Steve 2, Steve 3. You just have to go back and alter your content. What's important to me, though, is can we reset these guys yeah. so I know where we're at, right? It's a big deal. Uh, this is good feedback, too. I can feel like, yes, please do that, because that way you can keep track of where you're at. I had a great, uh, we had a great... Um, uh, a piece of advice on when we get to the mix that can you mark some favorite things so that was kind of neat all right so here comes the, the here comes the bomb diggity here okay so this is my worksheet okay so in the worksheet uh, let's see let me go up here um, okay so in the worksheet you know you have your different pages okay now this is where you're going to you know do your do your workbook entry stuff. So in the printed material, this is where you got you know three or four lines to write in. On the um, mobile app, you would click in workbook entry. And when you click in workbook entry, it's I, I can type down here, save it, and it changes it up here. So if I say, for example, um, hey, uh, and I save it here, you'll notice that this is going to change up here. Okay, so, um, all right, here's the bomb diggity. For me, this was the, the thing that changed me, like, hey, I'm not going back to the books, because I particularly just kind of makes my skin crawl for me to go in, I'm discipling Glenn, like, okay, hey, Glenn, what'd you put on question three? You know, it just kind of feels Sunday schoolish a little bit, and it and just doesn't feel relational. And, you know, we have some people that are, like, totally organic, just like you have in your church. And we have some people, like, if they didn't cover every question, you know, <laughs> the world will end and Jesus won't come back. You know, it's a big deal for them. So, um, so for us, uh, what I ended up doing was, like, hey, Dave, tell me. A little what stood out for you and you know but then you are like am I covering everything so the cool thing is that when you're linked in with your disciple you get to see his or her work before you show up that's a big deal that was a game it has changed the game for us now let me tell you the thrust of why we did what we did um, our, th our third session I think was a coining a phrase from Bobby Harrington truck driver Ted uh, our soccer mom Sally. Our tools are, are we're trying to not be shallow but accessible mm -hmm. to the everyday person. 
If you don't capture the everyday person and help them to feel confident, you will not create a culture of discipleship, period. They're going to look at it. It's for the pros. And I'll remind you in that session, we went Acts chapter 8, verse 1, that all except the, the apostles were scattered. That was Christ's idea. Like, I want to use the foot soldiers, right? Not just the, not just the apostles to, to accomplish this work. So think about it. Um, there are a couple of uh, areas that I'm going to show you that at the heart of it, this is why I call the session High Tech, High Touch. It's um, a term that I heard Daniel M. use and I thought was really good. Technology can be used for relational, for real relational stuff, not, not Facebook relational stuff, right? But real relational stuff because watch this. So, so in this answer, uh, my disciple says, um, I'll just read it. Um, you know, he answers the question. All three of these guys were in tough situations. It seems like God showed up without them calling, blah, blah, blah. Um, my salvation did not seem like this because I was so young. He came to Christ when he was like seven or eight. However, I had a period of, in my life from 16 to 25 when I was not pursuing God and can call, recall several situations where I felt his protection and involvement in my life. Since then, I've had several times in my life where I've been in times of trouble where God has done things to bring me to my knees and other th times when he bails me out. All right, here's Ted. As pastors, we're used to listening to hard things. And we've, you know, get conditioned to be able to say, oh, let me bring it, let me respond to that. And not like, what? you got to be kidding. You know? <laughs> Ted hasn't had that experience. Sally hasn't had that experience. And, and half of Ted's and Sally's are introverts. That's how God created the world. What we're trying to do is not have them you know, get hit with something heavy, and I don't even consider that super heavy, but heavy, and like, gee, what do I say to that? This removes that. Ted gets to see what his disciple wrote, and if it's heavy, God, what am I going to say? How am I going to respond? What's the conversation piece? And we're giving him some runway to think about it. So even true for me, I've been doing this for a long time, even true for me, like, man, let me think through what I'm going to say. I'm going to come into this session. I'm like, Dave, I am so interested at what happened when you were 16 years old. What was that? And Because I saw what you put. And then... Um, then what brought you back? What were some of the things that brought you to the, to the knees? I'm not having to ask him what he put on question three. That's a big deal. It's a relationally big deal. The other thing for me that's, one second, sorry. The, the other thing for me too is that some answers are, what did Moses say to Joshua? Okay, I don't need to cover that. You know, I want to see that he did the, the, the work, um, but I can kind of really hit three or four highlights in what he's written, you know, and before I get there. The other thing that's kind of built in, you can see if you did the work on the way over to the session. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave, notice you just filled this out on the way over. It's not a dumb question, but do they know you can see their work? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah, so my question is along that line. So, you know, I know that on one-on-one -on -one you're building intimate relationship and yeah. building trust and all of that. Mm -hmm. But do they feel kind of like you're spying yeah. on them and, 
And if I write this out, I don't know that I can write this out because he'll be looking at that. I'm not ready to talk about that. Sure, but that would be true even in the books because he, he or she's not going to write something in the books that we wouldn't talk about. So they kind of know it's out there. Mm -hmm. And then as we go along, that trust is built. So I w let's say I've never done this before. Glenn's discipling me. I'm probably going to be cautious about my answers, depending on my personality. I have to be an introvert, so I'm going to be a little, I'm more guarded than my wife is very like, oh, let me tell you, she's, she's an extrovert. She's very transparent, and you, know, you, you get to know her quicker than you do me. Um, and so I think it varies. But it wouldn't make any difference uh, as long as they know for up front, you know, Otherwise, they'll just think you're super prophetic. I was kind of wondering, <laughs> did anything happen to you at 16? Because it's coming, I'm sorry. Yes. I would think a little bit of that's generational, too. Because, you know, they just literally just downstairs yesterday said the Zs, the millennials, but particularly the Zs, really believe that, that, work, that this is a connection and it works. Mm. And so, you know, even North Point said in their podcast, they're realizing engagement drives attendance rather than attendance drives engagement. Mm. They're changing their matrix. So mm. I, I can understand her question yeah, sure. because my first thought would be, oh, I'm not sure if I if I were a disciple, what am I going to write here? Mm -hmm. But I think if we were discipling millennials and Zs, mm. Mm. they would be much more open to just let it out. Yes. Yes. I have a question, honey. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you add multiple, like, like if, I, if, if you had a guy walking with two or three, can you just flip back and forth between the three? Definitely. So what would show up yeah. is yeah, David would be here and Mark would be okay. here. Yeah, like they'll be right there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. But they can't see the other people. No, but the que no, they cannot see the other people. Okay. And, and here's what I'd, I'd like to do because, again, remember the design is, you know, disciple maker, disciple, disciple maker, disciple then we're iron sharpening iron. I'd like to have the developers make it where when we get to book two or the third book, when we're iron sharpening iron, they can now see my answers. Like you know, to make sure that we're like, you know, not just saying it, but not, and actually not doing it. This is a very transparent tool. Mm -hmm. and, and I like it, I like what I'm seeing, but I've been in and out of the business world and out of the church. My wife's been in and out of the business world, both of us in management positions. And we've been trained by those companies. You don't put anything on the computer mm -hmm. that you don't want someone else to read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm cautious with this, but mm -hmm. I think I can run into people that would be real cautious. Could be, yeah. So in that case, so, or I would say, you know, you, you don't have to write everything here. In other words, he didn't say. You know, from at 16 years old, I became a male prostitute. He just said 16 to 25 years old, something, you know, something, I walked away from God. Now, in my conversation, I'm like, hey, tell me what that was. Okay. So, no problem. I mean, in other words, uh, there's, we're not forcing, forcing them to be, to say or do anything they don't want to do. Yeah. Okay. And if you have that caution, I'd say it. Like, hey, I've got a caution. Let's not put too much out there. You know, Internet. I think it's wise. Yeah. Any other questions? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so watch what happens. So just because we came out with this new tool just recently with a pen tool, you really have three, you can have three layers on a, on a single page. So here's my answers. 
right? Uh, uh, here's my answer to the, the question because there's a question here. Uh, pull together the similarities of each. Well, that's referring to uh, what came before. So uh, here we're talking about these three guys and God calling them and, you know, et cetera. And so we're, then we make it personal. Uh, here's some observations, you know, and then here's some questions and here's, you know, how my disciple answered, et cetera. And then so I, here's my answer. Here's my notes about my disciples answer or about my answer and here's my disciples answer so this is a result of me clicking here this was a result of me clicking here and this was a result of me friending my disciple make sense so it becomes quite interactive along the way everybody good all right excellent okay so let's go back to uh where we were okay so um there's my worksheet and then simply this is uh the story you know, of, of the, the journaling that we do. So uh, just so you know, again, here's where people kind of journal. And if they've never journaled before, then we say, hey, here's some starters in case you don't, you know, you've never done that. Okay. Um, okay. So some people have asked, how many people came to the lab session where we did the flower and all that jazz? So some people have asked, hey, is, that, is all that in there? Uh, and yes, it is. So for example, if we go to page two, um, there's the flower. So you can do it, you know, just like that. All right, let me show you some, a couple other um, really great uh, assets. Um, okay, we did, um, when we get to book two, uh, we hired a company that wrote a personality profile for us. Um, some of you did that or saw that in one of our sessions. Here's the reason why. Um, when we, uh, in fact, let's pass that out. Do you mind? Uh, yeah. So here's, here's the reason. Um, after being in the church for 36 years, I, I, I think there's, there's some things that we have to fight. Consumerism, we'd all agree with that. Congeniality, you know, being nice and kind, but really not being Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love. And so what we're trying to do is equip Ted and Sally how to be honest and how to have tough conversations and honest conversations. Um, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15 is absolutely key to disciple making. Okay, so if you look at page 14 and 15, this comes a couple of times in the, in the third book. Um, this is a sample of uh, a self-assessment. And this actually is mine. So uh, when you look at the second one, it's circled just for an example. Uh, getting things done, driven. I'm type A. I'm a workaholic. I, uh, and it affects you know, the people closely around me, etc. And so I scored myself a nine on that. And so if you look onto the side of it, it says page 18. And if you turn to page 18, what we've done is customized uh, questions and labs specific to our weaker areas, the areas where we challenge. And so, uh, so mine is being driven some of you have covered this with, but um, list three areas where your intensity gets you in trouble with your family. It's a big deal for our family. Uh, Steve-O working, you know, a gajillion hours and all that. There's some things to do, you know, specific to that. Ephesians 4.15 is so interesting because, and I think that 
I'm not sure that we do a great job uh, as much as we could in the church because if we equip people, speak, speak the truth in love so that in all things we grow up into Him who is the head, Christ. If we don't speak the truth in love, then we only grow up in some things. And this is a challenge. It's very difficult, I think, for Christians in our culture to say, hey, I see a blind spot. Let's talk about it. And, and by the way, when we get to this, you, you say the same thing to me. So I've told the story of this guy that I disciple would not have been my first choice. Uh, challenging young guy, didn't have a dad, uh, came out trying to prove himself a lot. Um, and, but I, man, I was determined to hang with this guy, and I did, and it, the results have been en enormously great. And, but when we got to this chapter, um, he actually called me and said, hey, I'd like you to come over to my house, which was odd. And so I came over to his house, and he said, these are his words, so I'll just be raw and real with you. He said, hey, Steve, you suck as a friend. That's what he said to me. And I said, wow, man, I didn't see that coming. I mean, I didn't want to disciple you in the first place. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm pouring it out. I'm meeting with you, this, blah, blah, blah. He's a, he's a disc golf, uh, you know, disc, you know, disc, it's not Frisbee, but it's like, it seems like they have a, the aerodynamics of a brick. I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't loft like the Frisbees like I threw back in the 60s, you know, they anyway. So, um, and he's got one, he's got a whole, he's got bags of them, different grams of weight, different shapes. I mean, it's such a big deal for him. And he said, you've never once played disc golf with me. We've not had any fun. I learned a lot from that 20 year, 20 something. I'm like, I don't, I'm all work, no play. And I, this is for me, I'm like, hey, let's do it. Let's get in the material, let's blah, blah, blah. And I had to learn to, to play disc golf and I sucked at it, but you know, I, I was there. Uh, my current disciple, man, he is Mr. Fun. Uh, so we have done virtual shooting, you know, we've done kayaking, we've done, you know, golf off the, you know, the, whatever they top golf and, and all that stuff. I hung out with our families. I took them on a mission trip uh, with me and um, all because of this with a 20 something. Iron sharpening iron. Has nothing to do with age. It has to do with human two human beings coming together, and so we at this point in time. So if you go back to fourteen, fifteen, if by this point in time we've been together like uh, six to eight months, had I answered question number two like uh, at a low level, like two, because we know each other, my disciple would say, "Oh, come on, man, you're kidding me. You're going to score yourself a two on drive." No way. These are the one-to-one -one conversations that I've had in my life where, where another man has looked me in the eye and said, you're not spending enough time with your kids, man. And they're going to grow up out, out from underneath you. And it changed. It changed my behavior. Uh, and so this is designed for that. Okay. So in the mobile app, when you get to that section, uh, and you come up here to a better, we go to the lab, and we, here's the assessment here. When you click on the assessment, um, okay, so there's a, just a slider now with my answers, okay? So uh, when given an assignment, you take your time without feeling the stress of a deadline. Nope, <laughs> disagree. Next one, 
Uh, you have a strong drive to get things accomplished. You press full throttle to get things done. Hit deadlines no matter the cost. Eric Williams, would you say this is true? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he works with me. Yes. So let's say I go through all of these and there's 10 of them. Then what happens at the end is um, I, get the, I get the results right away. So I don't have to turn back to page 18 or anything like that. Not only that, that, that this will be sitting in my inbox in my email because the, 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 that has my email address. Okay? Alrighty. So that is, uh, that's the assessment. Now we had it at one time, I'm interested, like, so did you just download the app recently? Yeah, just at the beginning. Oh, excellent. It used to be that you could not get to any of these until you clicked through all the previous ones. Yeah, it took a few minutes, you know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we asked them to take that feature off. We actually are having people send angry emails like, I can't get to them. Like, you know, we were trying to, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> whatever. Yeah, we do get some crazy, we do get some crazy requests. Here's one of them. Just have to share it with you. Uh, my husband doesn't have a computer or a, a smartphone. How can he use the app? I'm like, probably not going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then someone said, hey, I can't get the app on my Kindle, and I, uh, I can't uh, get the chapter one on my Kindle. I'm like, have you ever used the app on the Kindle? Because I'm like, I don't think it works on the Kindle. No, I've never used it on the Kindle. I'm like, well, how are you trying to get the chapter one on the Kindle when you, uh, so at any rate, sometimes it gets kind of crazy with technology. Um, okay, so this is exchange. They all, they're, they're, they're kind of laid out the same, kind of patternized. Uh, our last session we talked about mix. Let me just kind of generally, for those of you that are new, go into this. These are, again, this was the project we did from, with uh, Jim Putman. These are four relational circles that he has um, in, in his book, which I thought were awesome. So I worked with his team and said, hey, can I take these and just blow it up on steroids? And so each of these circles has, like in the God sphere, these are not, here's about prayer, but here's how, how to pray. Here's 30 creative ways to pray, to approach prayer. So when your disciple says, hey, I'm kind of struggling with prayer, hey, here's, here's a whole different, uh, here's different ways to do it. Same thing, different approaches to the Word of God, different approaches to personal worship, etc. Then there's a, a sphere on, uh, or a circle on church, how to serve, where to, you know, what church is, uh, how to be aligned, combining forces, etc. Um, this is all about reaching your unbelieving friends and family, and this is uh, uh, how to, do, to disciple at home. And each of these has, by the way, uh, a section for unmarried, for single, divorced uh, widows, for married, and if you have kids. So uh, each of these are there. Yeah, and mix, by the way, is really intended to be kind of a companion to these. So if you're in next, you can dip into mix. It's not, not in a particular order. These are more sequential. This is not. Same thing for exchange. You can dip into to this. So my disciple right now says, man, it's hard for me to be consistent in the Bible. So we're doing some of these and mix together. Uh, let, me, let me just say a couple things as we end. What, what time are we ending? 1245 or 145? Huh? Four minutes. Okay, four minutes. Uh, some of you may be, uh, probably many of you are, are, are involved in some kind of missions around the world. Uh, here's what we didn't see coming. This is where God can use te technology. So we're, we're in northern India. 
Uh, we're very close to a, a guy in Nepal. Um, and in Nepal, they changed the, the government changed the, the laws about three to four weeks ago. If you're caught evangelizing uh, to a Hindu, five years in prison, uh, no, no court case. And so I said to him, I asked him, he's a young guy, he's in, uh, probably 26 or 7. Um, I said, hey, so what are you going to do? He said, we witness between the darkness. And I said, what does that mean? He says, we do it at night. We go out at night. So he's, and then we're like, when we're going back on WhatsApp, I'm like, man, this guy is, you know, this is two in the morning. That's because he's been out witnessing, seeing many come to Christ. Um, and so two guys sitting in a cafe with their Bibles doesn't work. Two guys sitting in, their, in a cafe with books doesn't work. Two guys sitting in a cafe with smartphones, no problem. So God can use technology in some of the areas of, uh, of the world that we, we can really you know, get in. I've been, we're, we've been in Cuba. We're blacklisted in Cuba right now. Uh, can't go back uh, for a little while. Um, and when we showed them the app, he said, this is going to change the face of what we do. Um, and that's what he said. Yeah. So, yeah, because we'll come out with a, an app that's not reliant on the internet. So we'll we'll make this. A, you know, they won't be able to friend each other and all that. But uh, you know, for them, that's okay because they're using the book. So, did you want to say something about leadership pipeline or? Yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, just in the in the few minutes we have left that. Yeah, you know, I think one of the pieces that I that I love about even as kind of Steve's walked through this is. You know, we would go through something like the app, right? And there's this piece of the app that kind of helps us to like live our life like Christ led his life. But there's also, we don't want to forget about the piece of leading like Christ led. So when we think about the leadership piece, really this is a great opportunity, not only to be able to pair people up in a one-to-one -one relationship, but to be able to create this whole leadership pipeline for you inside of your church or your organization as you help leaders be developed inside of it. So Mac Lake, how many people know who Mac Lake is? You guys know who he is leaders? Great guy to get the research after Mac Lake um, does a lot of biblical leadership pieces and stuff, and uh, um, and he talks about just to the build to the the model that he kind of draws out here. Uh, you have your first level. This is me as an individual. I can lead myself. I can get up and get myself dressed. I've got my quiet time going on. I got those sort of basic items. Then I come up one level in leadership to the next one. This is where the level of leadership where now you have someone who is leading other people, right? So I'm up one level right here. Now, ultimately here in the model of a discipleship and a one-to-one -one piece, we can really see this is turning around and saying that these are our pairs. So this may be, and this model may be our disciple makers, right? So they're actually working directly with the disciple. They're at that front line, that front level of our organization being a, dis a disciple maker. Come up to one level here. Now we're actually putting people into place what we're gonna call coach. But let me step back for a second, as, as Bobby Harrington was talking about, like a truck driver, Ted. So for us as, an, for us as a local church, we have about 35 uh, groups. Um, we call them connect groups. This is our small group ministry. Uh, just recently, we had someone step out of the role and a staff role of that. It's so easy for us to think about leadership. We think of it from that corporate view. Gosh, I've got to have these people that are in place. I've got to be able to hire this person and put this person in place. Because honestly, right now, Steve and I are kind of struggling being able to follow up with the 35 groups that we have in place. Well, we also have about 60 pairs that are in one-to-one -one discipleship right now. So now, instead of just 35 leaders of groups, which is hard enough, 
Now we've got 60 disciple makers. So how do we build that leadership pipeline in place for, for disciple makers? And so I know Glenn and I, we were kind of talking about this to begin with. As you enter into this discipleship piece, it takes a while to, how easy is it to get truck driver Ted? He's in a group of 15 guys. How easy is it to get one guy to go out there and form another group? It's super hard, right? It's hard to multiply our groups. But in the model that we're doing in discipleship, your disciple maker discipling someone else, in our church we're seeing 75 to 80% of those disciples, when they complete it off, they're going on to be a disciple maker. Right? So you talk about the factor of multiplication. It's not like your group's ministry because your groups don't multiply at that sort of a rate. So you're going to start small, and this is going to explode quickly, which is super awesome. But it's a great way for you to create a leadership pipeline. So what we've had to do is we've had to turn around, and we've actually put in a place coaches. These are volunteers. These are not another paid staff position. This isn't help hitting my, my personnel budget. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we've turned out, we put coaches in place. So we've said now, we've identified about five to, five to six people as a coach who ultimately we are asking them to look over five to six discipleship pairs that are out there. So it gives you an opportunity not only to live our life like Jesus, the app is modeling to it, but the app is also, not just the app, just the, the one-to-one model, the model of discipleship, is helping us to be able to lead like Jesus because it gives us a great opportunity to get truck driver Ted, who there's no way he'd go out there and start a group on his own, but ask truck driver Ted, hey, would, hey, there's someone else who's new in the faith. Would you go and disciple this other guy? And here are the tools. We talk about the tools. This is the tool that you can put in truck driver Ted, or what's the lady's name? Soccer Mom Sally. Soccer Mom Sally. Okay, so this, this is the tool that you can place in their hand to help them to lead in the same way that Christ modeled us. Awesome, man. Thank you. You've been listening to the Disciple Makers Podcast. Have you signed up for the next National Disciple Making Forum? Every year, disciple makers from across the country and around the world gather together in one place to learn disciple making. Save your seat and register now. You can find a registration link at discipleship.org. At checkout, use promo code PODCAST to get 20% off your tickets. In addition to this podcast, you'll find many other great discipleship resources at discipleship.org as well. May the Lord bless you as you seek to grow as a disciple maker.